0: Welcome to Roll Factory from Particulate Media, building better tabletop role players one die at a time. I'm your mid-level dungeon manager, K.O. Myers. On this episode of Roll Factory, we're switching from active to reactive and learning the whys, whens, and hows of saving throws in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. And here to help us explain what a saving throw is and how they work is a good friend of mine, one of my, you know what, I'm not going to qualify that. My favorite DM, (laughs) Ibi Uptograph, is the CEO and a game designer at Hatchlings, an online video game, and somebody whose table I have had the privilege to play at as well as. And I think you are actually the person who is most directly responsible for getting me to take up DMing in the first place. So thank you so much for being on Roll Factory.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So we're going to talk about saving throws today, and I basically just want to give you the floor to explain what a saving throw is and how they work. So explain it to me just like you would a new player at your table. What is a saving throw and what do they do?
1: A saving throw, like many things in the game, the DM or the player does something and there's a reaction to it. Um, So a saving throw is going to be called for specifically usually from a spell or an effect that occurs and the player has to roll to see how their character responds to that thing happening. Most commonly, saving throws come from uh, spells being cast. So a spell is cast at you, and as a fireball is coming right at you, how well does your character jump out of the way? That would be a dexterity saving throw. You guys have talked about um, the different basic stats that you use. So each saving throw is tied to uh, your base stats um, and different types of characters, and depending on how you've built your character... You may actually have modifications to those saving throws beyond just what your basic stat modifiers give you, and it just depends on what character you've built.
0: So sometimes that modification will come from specific feats that will give bonuses to saving throws and to ability scores, but also each class is proficient two saving throws? So yeah,
1: just like your skill proficiencies, you're going to have uh, saving throw proficiencies that are based on your ability scores.
0: We talked about the proficiency bonus in a previous episode. Uh, Just like a skill, if you are proficient in that saving throw, you get to add your proficiency bonus to your roll to get the total for your save.
1: Yep, exactly. Saving throws are based on uh, whether you succeed or fail, Mm -hmm. based on a DC or a difficulty class. Hmm. That's usually based on, if this is a saving throw that's triggered by a spell being cast, that's going to be based on the spell DC of the caster. Oftentimes, if it's something that's happening uh, in the environment, if you have to make a constitution save because you're checking to see if you still have concentration on a spell that has very specific mechanics, that's going to be um, half the damage that you've taken or 10 That's going to be your DC, whichever number is higher between those two. And then there are going to be environmental things or other effects that occur in the world that are triggered um, by the world itself, described by the DM. And the DM is going to set that DC, so you may not necessarily know what it is. One of the things that's interesting about Saving Throws, and really uh, plays into a lot of role-playing, is they really do depend on how your character is built. And what they're good at. And they're going to be good at missing some things. Mm. And they're not going to be good at avoiding some things. Uh, And there's uh, really fun and interesting descriptions that you can give. Because a barbarian is going to respond to a dexterity save differently than a rogue is going to respond to a dexterity save. A barbarian is going to see it coming because he's so amped up and alert It will not go over his head. He would catch it. (laughs) But a rogue is going to jump out of the way of things, not because he's so amped up, but he's so aware of his surroundings and so nimble uh, and dexterous that he can get out of the way, no problem. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So why a class would be proficient in a saving throw is going to be different from class to class. Mm -hmm. Saving throws can be a great place for Mm -hmm. role-playing. And if there's someone who doesn't engage in a lot of role-playing how they miss the effect that's coming at them when they make their saving throw or how they don't miss it. Even players who don't roleplay a lot, it's pretty easy to um, get into what happened and why. You know, I have one player, they're playing Timorian Cultists, and so everything is about luck. And failing a save is literally your god or your belief in your god uh, coming up as a you know sometimes literal bad role if they're gambling Hmm. and so he'll you know have to say a prayer or um, have some reaction to um, this terrible event or we'll describe some like Rube Goldbergian mechanics where one thing led to another led to another on a crit fail Uh, where, like, a mouse was chased by a cat and ran into some boxes, which fell over and piled up on a drunk in an alley, and now you can't go down that alley anymore, and you turn around, and, oh, there's a crime scene, uh, and in the middle is the guy that you were looking for. So they're not always, always bad, but they are usually a great opportunity for roleplay and storytelling.
0: And that inventiveness and creativity is why it has always been so much fun for me to play at your table. So um, it's been an honor to have you here behind the microphone to explain what a saving throw is to my listeners. So thank you so much for being on Roll Factory. Yeah, thank you for having me. Next time on Roll Factory, we'll start our look at the individual saving throws, beginning with the strength save. Thank you for joining this session of Roll Factory. For our past adventures or to join the campaign, search and subscribe to Roll Factory wherever you get podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us grow our audience. Tell a friend, leave us a review, or tag the show in a post. We're on social at RPG Role Factory, and our website is RPGRollFactory.com. Send your questions, concerns, corrections, disputations, guest suggestions, and elaborate escape plans by email to RollFactory at ParticulateMedia.com. The music in this episode is by Arcane Anthems. Roll Factory is written, produced, and edited by me. For Roll Factory and Particulate Media, I'm K.O. Myers. Welcome to Rolf. Nope.